Yeah, I, I just, I'm, you know what? I'm glad Cardo's here with us today because I'm just, I, I'm not, I'm not here for the Cowboy Bebop slander. I'm just, I'm not going to deal with it. Well, you're going to deal it's with it. Ridiculous. Today. You're going to deal with it. No, 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 we're, we're not, not we're not going to deal with it at all. Actually, it's a, it's a, it's an overhyped anime. Avatar is better oh than that. My, oh yes, my god! Oh my god! I said it. Gonna, Avatar is better than Cowboy Bebop. We're not gonna do this. Right, we're on. not gonna do this. Hey, it's okay. you know what? Today, next today thing you could be telling me, Digimon's better than Death Note. Yeah, depends how you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, now you're just trolling. Now you're just trolling. <laughs> we're not gonna do this today. Today is not about anime. Okay, today is about across the Spider Verse. Welcome back, nerds, to another episode of the New Block Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, aka Prince, with the homie Duran, aka Medic Grizzly. And my brother Cardell here to talk about all things across the Spider Verse, gentlemen. How we doing? Doing good, B. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. Cardell, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, the movie was great. I'm ready to talk about this. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I I was gonna maybe troll the audience opening and tell them that we all hated it, but no one was gonna believe that. No, absolutely. Not. Plus, Duran has enough troll energy for four podcasts, so. Um, we're just going to get into it. Um, where do I even, where do I even begin? So those of you who follow us on Instagram at new block nerds podcast, we did, uh, 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 IG live, um, a few days ago, just because me, Carter, I went to Ron, we were just talking about it and. We were getting we were getting super excited, and we just felt like we had to get some of our just some of the initial reaction out. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I feel like when we were talking about the predictions for this movie, there were like a million and one different theories out there, and I feel like in some way, all of them kind of kind of came true. And I'm I'm sitting here watching the movie in the theater, like smiling to myself like how are they doing this how are they giving us everything we want and it doesn't suck right because like there's a very thin line between like fan fiction right that's like good and fan fiction that's just gratuitous right and i didn't feel anything anything close to like gratuitous fan fiction even though it's full of it so I don't know what like what did what did you guys think just about like all the theories and like the like the anticipation of this movie coming out and like I don't know maybe I'm overhyping it did did you guys think that it, like it stuck the landing go ahead Cardo uh, I definitely think it stuck the landing um kind of building off your point I like that they gave lots of Easter eggs and the way that the movie is structured with the multiverse it gives you the opportunity to give a lot of these Easter eggs without them feeling cheesy or forced so you got a lot of fanfare. But you also got a really dope story along with really great music production with really great art direction and design with the characters. I loved how like each person like uh, what's the dude's name? The UK Spider-Man. What's his name? Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk. I loved how like they designed him with like the old like newspaper clippings and those like flashing out and him moving at like a different frame rate than other people like. I think they just did a great job designing each person and making them all feel unique. And then also doing, I wouldn't say a whole lot, but enough character development to where I was invested in the different 
versions that they brought in. Like, oh, I mean, so I don't know. I I, I love the movie. I need to see it again. <laughs> it's one of those movies where, like, you go in with a main character. Everybody said we're going to focus on Miles. You walked out with I actually enjoy the entire Spider Verse. There was so much like you enjoyed Miles' story, but also Gwen's story, Spider Punk story, Peter's background coming back from the first movie now. The overall flashes of the Amazing Spider-Man back to Toby Spider-Man, even like a small glimpse of Venom, like you had everything inside of a movie that you did not expect, and also being considered an animation film, you don't put this much into a storyline for animation. But they're shocking the world to the point that this might be arguably the best Spider-Man movie, not just an animation movie, the best Spider-Man movie. That's a strong, strong like case to make, and it also tells you right there, like darn, this really could be true. Uh, you walked out of there, you're like, this kid might actually be the best one. The best thing I like about this movie is how they they drew the emotions out of all the characters. And like you said, Cardell, you mentioned Prince. The colors in the background, the different paintings, the different universes, to the actual showing out 2D for characters versus Spider-Punk was in a lower frame rate, actually showing the guitar, showing the emotions, showing that he was definitely a different element than everybody else. And then Gwen dealing with her father, her father. And seeing how like one screen showed him being orange and showed her like in a depressed state, it was freaking amazing how they did all of this in the animation in a film. And this was remarkable. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of mind blown because, Deron, what you just said about like this arguably being one of the best Spider-Man movies ever, animated, live action or otherwise, we said that about the first one. Right, we definitely did, and 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 like here we are a couple of years later, and they're just like, oh, we're gonna we're just gonna do it again, and we're gonna do it better somehow. And and I and I, I said this on the live stream last week, but I mean, where they're headed, and we're getting beyond the Spider-Verse, which I'm assuming is gonna wrap it up, yeah, wrap this trilogy up, yeah. If they continue on this trajectory. We're gonna have to have a serious conversation about what the best comic book trilogy is, mm-hmm. and this is coming from a diehard Batman fan who loves the Dark Knight trilogy, bro. If if Beyond the Spider Verse does to this trilogy what Across the Spider Verse built on from from Into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. I mean, so, come on. So let's dig a little deeper. So Spot, when everybody saw Spot, nobody, I know I didn't, we talked about it before in prior podcasts, no one thinks it's a big banger, villain everybody expected, but the play and implications that he put on the entire multiverse and how things played out from him turning white to the story progressing and closer in color to being black and white to now being all black towards the end when it showed the envision of um, Miles' dad and him, it shows you that they put a lot of effort into storytelling. How did you guys feel about the progression of the first movie, how Miles was immature, still trying to figure out the ropes, to Gwen also finding her thing, to now seeing Ma- Miles was taller. You see him, his uh, shoes were tied. You saw his skill set different. His uh, personality was still explosive, in my personal opinion, the best thing about his character. How did y'all feel about the development from first movie to second movie? Yeah, I, I mean... I felt like, I mean, it, it's kind of just like a classic kind of Spider-Man coming of age tale, right? Because, yeah. I mean, he's 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 growing up 
through his adventures as Spider-Man, right? So, like, remember, he starts when he's 15, as Peter does, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're... I feel like the like the same way they kind of almost took three movies to give us Tom Holland's version of an authentic Spider-Man. Like, yeah, he was with the Avengers and everything like that. But the way that they wrapped up No Way Home, mm-hmm. putting him back in that, like, classic Peter Parker, like, aesthetic where he's broke as shit. <laughs> nobody knows him. Nobody cares about him. Right. As as terrible as Peter's life is, that's why we love Spider-Man. Right. Because he's so relatable. I feel like the same they're doing the same thing with Miles' story mm-hmm. where into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse and beyond the Spider-Verse together are going to be one big origin story for this character yeah. of him. When he comes out of beyond the Spider-Verse, he's going to be like fully owning this Spider-Man persona in his universe, the same way that like Tom Holland did, where he was kind of. The first couple of movies, even with like the Avengers team ups, he was just kind of, you know, figuring shit out because yeah. it was all still new to him. Mm-hmm. And you even see it like at the end of this movie when he's tied up by his doppelganger, um, Prowler Miles, which we'll get to him in a second. Mm-hmm. But you see him putting his finger on the chain, getting ready to, you know, blow it up. And it's a great callback to the first movie where he had uh, Peter tied up. Um, on the punching bag as well. Yeah, and Peter kind of did the same thing and, and got and, and got out. So it's just like little things like that that they're just showing how quickly he's had to mature. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the story of Spider Man, right? It's just like it's all cool at first. Like you're swinging through the city, everything's cool. Like you're experimenting with different stuff, but then some <clears> real <throat> shit like this happens, and it, it forces him to grow up and, and realize that like, yo, I can't just be just a happy-go-lucky kid swinging through New York City, like, I, there's some real shit going down, and, and it's it's forcing him to, like, really, like, mature in real time. Yeah. I, I, I agree 100%. The first movie is, like, kind of the shock to him, like, oh, what mm-hmm. the hell is going on, right? This one is more of the coming of age, like, he has more of an understanding of what type of world he's living in and who he is mm-hmm. and trying to find his role in that world. And I think that the follow-up is really going to help him to kind of cement his place, uh, take accountability and responsibility for the fact that he's got these powers and he's in this position and really kind of set him through as Spider-Man. So how do y'all feel about uh, Oscar Isaac? I think he's like, he's definitely on like ghost status right now. As far as like from Moon Knight to Apocalypse, everything he's done to now being Spider-Man. His third Yo, he's yeah, his he's third three. Marvel movie. Right? Third one, different right? villain. Like he is, yeah. he's up there in the pedigree. He's he's there. Um, how does y'all feel about his tone? We know we love Spider Man. Supposed to be joking, funny, but his whole tone was different. Like I just love the how he painted the picture, how severely, like how serious this was the multiverse and how things were. It wasn't a game. Grown man, little kids. How does y'all see that playing out? Uh, number one, I, I love Oscar Isaac. I, I love everything he's in. Um, I think he's a fantastic actor. I think, number one, I, I never thought that we would ever see Spider-Man 2099 yeah. anywhere near a big screen. Me neither. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we live in a wonderful time where they just give us all the things that we want and love. So um, <clears throat> I knew very early on. I mean, you kind of get it from the trailer, right? Like he was going to be an antagonist. Um, even again, Carter, like you were saying about just how they drew the different characters. He's just, he looks like a villain, dude. 
he just looks like yeah. him. Like he's 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 super hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like he speaks in this like super like emo kind of cadence and like he's sitting there taking a, like taking a blade uh shot for his vampirism. <laughs> yeah, like it I mean and even some of his abilities which like we know some of us know like in the comics like he has that ability to actually like bite people like a spider and like paralyze them. When he was getting ready to do that the vulture, I'm like, "Wait a second. If I'm a kid, I'm like, good guys don't do shit like that. That <laughs> yes. looks creepy as hell." Right? So like and, and I'm sure we'll get into this. Um I don't want to get too far ahead, but seeing what his what he called canon events, yes. right? And of course, that's that's obviously a a, a, a node to um, Nexus events that we know from the Loki series, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing that kind of origin story of him for why he's put together this kind of Spider Verse police force, if you will, or Spider Verse TVA of yeah. sorts. Yes, um, it's uh, you sympathize with him, mm-hmm. right? You understand where he's coming from. Um, and it's also, that's kind of like his version of with great power comes great responsibility thing where he felt as though he was being selfish, trying to just, you know, save his family and ended up corrupting the entire universe wherever that dimension was. Um, and like to see that be called into question towards the end of the movie. Yeah. It, it completely throws everything we think we know about the multiverse mm-hmm. it it throws everything into question right and i think that was done on purpose we we've talked a lot about sorry i'm going on, on a little bit of tangent Good. here but like we've we've talked a lot about in marvel phase four about the multiverse saga and how everything seems disjointed and we were kind of unsure about where marvel was going with stuff and i think this is all by design right just the simple fact that like even Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, whenever asking how much do you know about the multiverse, there was like very little. We don't know anything. So like the reason why we as fans feel disjointed and like what the hell's going on is because that's all the characters are also feeling the same exact way. None of them has this figured out. The only person who has it figured out is Kang. Yes. Apparently. Right. Seemingly. Right. So like going back to my original point, like seeing that get turned on its head where when Gwen goes back to her universe and her dad quits the police force, making him no longer the captain, which means that he doesn't die, but the universe didn't collapse in on itself. She's like, huh? So you're telling me things can change in universes. And you double that up with miles, our miles that we know that we've been following. He's kind of an anti-nexus event in and of himself because the spider that bit him wasn't even from his universe Mm -hmm. so it's like okay well one of these has to be true either earth 42 prowler miles because that nexus event quote-unquote didn't happen so his universe had fallen on itself or miles's should but neither has so it's it's either that's that explanation is wrong, yeah, or Miles was always meant to be Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which totally contradicts what Miguel O'Hara was was saying to Miles in the first place, yep. right? So, and I, I think we're gonna get more explanations about how the multiverse works, mm-hmm. but there does seem to be some chinks in that kind of 
oh, you can't deviate from the timeline kind of thing because catastrophes will happen. Well, we're starting to see that's not necessarily true. It's like Oscar Elaine's character in Spider-Man 299 was like, it all started with uh, referring to Tom Holland and Doctor Strange. Like, it all went back to saying, like, I have never seen a a movie that go from live action animation within the same movie. Like, it's referencing everything, so just make sure, like, yo, you started messing things over here, so mess my world up over here, and everyone doesn't really know what really started it. They just assume that what they did that was not supposed to happen is the chain of events and domino effect. Cardo, how did you feel about just overall, like when you see all the Spider-Mans, you walked in there and you see the different variations. You saw like just the meme is always you, 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 and everybody's pointing at each other. Like <laughs> tell me the vibe. Like when you seen that as a fan growing up, like seeing that on the screen, like seeing a lot of them come to life was like, like the kid in me was like going stupid. In it, <laughs> right. So, and we got the, we got so many, and again with the Easter eggs, but we got so many different variations yeah. and like lesser known variations of Spider-Man that people are probably not familiar with. Like the fact we got Ben Riley, right? Mm-hmm. Scarlet Spider. Like oh, his emotional and, 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 and yeah, his emotional ass. That was hilarious. Right? Um, we saw <laughs> multiple times we saw variations of the Spider-Man uh PlayStation game costume yes. in there. So it's like you got to see so many little ones. Then of course you get the nutty ones, uh Peter parked car. <laughs> um, I saw that one too. Yeah, um, I love Lego. So the Lego Spider Man was, you know, I mean yeah. that was a nice touch. Um, and then all of them kind of staying true to their niche or whatever type of universe that they were in, just made like the whole multiverse coming together like seem more like fluid. Got you. And like, it's also how did you like Prince? You feel when like Gwen says a small crew, now everybody's gonna be invested into it. You can't, it's like a small fraction, right? And then when Miles sees, like, yeah, small club, I see you lied to me. That's first lie. And then we see Peter there, his daughter has it. Things like things are not adding up right. So when you saw everything happen, and was your instincts like, yo, they lied to my boy Miles? Or was you still like stuck in the thing where like, this is so cool? I mean, a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I felt like. You know, when he's kind of like going through it all and like you're seeing all these people pop up, like you said, like it's just like, all right, something's up. <laughs> something's up. What, what's going on here? Right. But, you know, that's just that's just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just he's always getting into some shit that he's way in over his head and <laughs> he always stumbles into it. It's never on purpose. It always just happens. So would y'all grade this movie? When the conclusion came to when Miles was on top and he actually outsmarted everybody and went back to trying to go back to his home and tried to save his dad. When the lady, girl, I can't think her name, the freaking, the, the virtual Spider-Man, I can't think what, what Spider-Man she is. She knew he was, yeah, she knew she he wasn't going back to the right universe. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I was like still hyped that he's actually going to go there. And then tell me y'all feelings, like what really sparked you? Like, yo, that's his uncle. Like what's going on? Yeah, it hit me when he told his mom that he was Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah. she just like didn't react. So I'm just like, what? And then when she acted like she didn't know who it was, and he was like, twit, twit. And she was just like, I was like, All I right, was like something is off. I was like, what? I, I did not, though, see another version of Miles being there. But that reveal 
was crazy. Yeah. I haven't felt like that in a theater since, and I know people have made this this comparison a million times. This is like an Infinity War ending. Like okay. it, it leaves us on such a cliffhanger, bro. Because like you see his uncle Aaron, and he's like, I'm like, oh man, oh shit, this is, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, of course he gets knocked out, and then he's like, you know, you don't have to be the prowler, and he's like. I'm not, and then I'm. That's when in my mind I'm just like, oh yeah. damn, <laughs> damn, damn. Yeah, um, yeah. Prowler Miles yeah. came out there looking like little dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Killmonger is on the ancestral plane somewhere, smiling down, proud. Do y'all, do y'all think he's gonna be the Prowler that we know, or will he be a hero as the Prowler? Um, there's city when he actually went outside and had a chance to see, and we could see, hey, this is not the same city that Miles was in. Yeah, that city looks like it was overrun with crime. Um, he's probably heading a lot of that or in charge of a lot of the crime. I, I think this is a Miles that went completely bad. He lost his dad, who was a cop, and He's just hanging out with his uncle, who is always in the streets, and he leveled up, and now his uncle works for him. He was this was the same Miles that uh, the spider was supposed to bite in his universe. When yeah. he showed the clip, it was a Miles. He was in class studying, so he's definitely smart, just like the Miles we know. Probably smart with physics, which yeah. would explain how he got his prowler suit. Probably made all that stuff. I really think um, I'm thinking Batman. I think I think this is actually be the good guy. I think in that particular town, I think that the Sinister Six or someone that we haven't talked about is going to be the main villain, and him and his uncle are trying to actually save the actual city, actual universe. Um, I just think that's going to happen because the color wave is still the same. The color wave was actually back to being blue and red. If you actually watch the film again, it, like it is, it's blended everything together as Spider Man, and that's my personal opinion because everything we thought was going to happen. Has not happened. So for it to be so obvious that he's going to be a bad guy, I just don't see it. I see they're going to try to throw a little okie doke on us, and he's going to be the good guy, and it's all said and done. I mean, yeah, I could, I could see that. I, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's less of a black and white thing yeah. about him being good or evil, and more of a like a nuance thing where since there's no Spider Man in this universe, everything is gone to shit. Yeah. So. Him and Uncle Aaron are just doing what it takes for them to survive. I mean, his dad's not there anymore, so I'm assuming that, you know, they're not living lavish, right? Um, so I, I imagine it's not so much like he's like I like to your point, Carter, I, I don't know if he's like playing Red Hood, right, in Gotham City, where he's like, I'm just going to become the crime boss and maintain all this. More so it's just like I'm just out here doing crime because everyone else does crime too. Mm-hmm making a buck okay. you know what i mean to make sure moms is taken care of and if one of them center six folks run up then they can get done up <laughs> but you know i'm also i'm not i'm not out here you know trying to be big man on campus either right but duran to your point i do think that there is going to be a little bit of um i like a little bit of a redemption mm-hmm. for for prowler miles uh, because there's a, a a part in the movie where his mom is talking to Miles about, you know, I'm, I remember you as just like this little boy, and she's telling him, promise me to take care of that little boy. Not take care of you, yes. take care of that little boy. Yeah. And I think metaphorically, Prowler Miles 
is that little boy she's referring to like bringing him bringing him back to like not not being prowler miles (laughs) frankly (laughs) you know what i mean i i do think that there's going to be a little bit of that where it's going to be like you know we can save our dad but i i did love how he was like man if we don't do this you know our dad is gonna he was like your dad yeah yeah like and i was like oh shit all right right. oh my bad let it be known What's the but, biggest surprise you guys had in this film? Like the biggest like cameo or just like they actually put this in a film where you were like shocked? Um, outside of Prowler Miles, um, well, I would say one of my favorite ones and one of the bigger shock ones was seeing uh, live action uh, uh, Danny Lover in, yeah. the, um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Prowler outfit. So they've already shown him in the live action movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you the after credit scene in that movie, he even says Miles by name. Hey Miles, I'm not gonna be able to make it. Um so I feel like they are setting it up to where if they ever want to, they can go ahead and then transition to the live action. Mm-hmm. Hell, I think it would be dope if they found a way beyond the multiverse. They found a way to uh I know this is going way into the deep end with my theories right now, but if they found a way to have him at the end of this go into the live action. Absolutely. That's mm. my that's my plan right now. I'm gonna tell you that's exactly yep. things will happen. Exactly. Keep on going, Cardell. Keep on. <laughs> but that no, nah, that's that's what I think would be a dope like end game to finish out this. Yeah. Have him transition. And I also heard uh which I think it might possibly be in the works. Um I saw something about the actor who voices him, Shamik Moore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who said he's trying to lose weight so that he could play alive. Miles, he's trying to skinnier. Yeah, I mean, he should. I mean, I, I think, especially if they're just going, if they're connecting the animated universes, not even if, they are, they have mm-hmm. already, we've seen it. They're connecting the animated universe with the live action universe. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't at least entertain that thought of bringing him on. You know what I mean? I mean, he's an actor, he can get in shape. Imagine him. They get paid to get in shape all the time. Like, it, it happens. Like, Wu-Tang's over, so he could do it. I mean, Wu-Tang's over, he go out doing his thing. But you imagine the glitch, like he goes from that for animation to live action one. What? Are you want to talk about the pop yeah. inside the crowd? Yeah. Like that would be yeah. insane. But what about you, Prince? What's the biggest like cameo or surprise you saw in this film or even like predictions you got going on? Uh, aside from Donald Glover, yeah. um, I would say the the Venom Universe cameo. Say it again. Even I, though I felt say, like. Say it Oh, sorry, sir. Shut up, Deron. <laughs> so, yeah, this this is why I didn't want to answer this question because I didn't want to get you all hype and all in your feelings. Um, but yeah, seeing Mrs. Chen, I was just like, okay, all right. That's what I knew when they were like jumping out in universes. I was like, okay, all the theories we were talking about about how they're about how nothing's off the table. Yeah, they're just doubling down, letting you know, guys, we can literally do whatever the fuck we want. We can literally do whatever we want. Do you want you want Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield? We got him in here. You want Toby? We got him. You want Venom? We got him too. Yes. Any cartoon version? You want the PlayStation Spider-Man? We got him too. Like zero stones left unturned. So what you got for predictions? Like what do you think is gonna be the next like big banger for the next film? Because like Cardell mentioned live um, action Miles, which I think is gonna be tremendous, insane. What you got? I. I know where you're going. I'm I'm not going nowhere, sir. Or give Tom a cameo. I know where you're going. Oh, yeah. I I think 
I think they they've they've given us every single Spider-Man cameo except for the current main Spider-Man. Like if Tom Holland is not in Beyond the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, I will eat my socks. It's okay. It's terrible. <laughs> he, he has he has to be in it, bro. I, I I just he has to be in it. Yeah. Somehow, some way, he he has to be in it. I think. Tom Holland's going to end up in the very end, and it's going to be what Cardell said. Miles is going to glitch out, and he's going to end up next to Tom Holland. And it's going to show Tom Holland being who he is, so it doesn't, like, I'm not going to say water down him being an animation character. It's going to keep him who he is, and then they move on in the future with that. But I... mm. Because they've already said that they're making a live-action Miles movie now. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. You have to, it's happening. Like Civil War II. Like there's other films, there's other comic series that we haven't even got to where Miles is so yeah. important that you got to have him in there. The you have my Young Avengers. Also true, yeah. He's going to take over wherever he goes. Like People like that really don't understand the love for Spider-Man, they will see it when you have multiple live-action Spider-Mans and people still will go doesn't matter like there is no water down on spider-man because they all have their own story um i mean i mean look at the last two movies they said an animated spider-man movie wouldn't work and now they've put out arguably the greatest two spider-man movies that's ever been put to screen wow you know it's crazy and it wasn't even it wasn't even peter parker spider-man it was miles morales spider-man like all all the naysayers about this franchise and about this character where are you absolutely worked peter parker is if we're gonna address the elephant room, is a little swaggerless, man. Peter Parker ain't wearing no Jordans. <laughs> I mean, Peter's always Peter's always been swaggerless, but that's part of that's part of his appeal, though. It shows him people's in, champ. The, in the role he's in. He's the people's champ. Yeah, his yeah. daughter now and shows a role. It just, but far as like predicts for me and what got me was they showed Amazing Spider-Man three is going to happen. It's going to happen. You can't keep teasing me, Andrew Garfield, and the live-action Spider-Man. Then you also have him in the flashbacks here. You're going to have to show something and put this out there. And I do think Venom's going to pop up in that. I think Tom Hardy, Andrew Garfield is going to be in if it's Venom 3 or maybe Spider-Man 3, whatever you want to call it. That is going to be a cross-connection live-action. I think that's going to happen. Kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but if they were to do an Amazing Spider-Man 3, how do you want it done? Because Andrew hinted about how he's stopped holding back. You think we get maybe a little bit more than PG-13 action? That's why, yes, and that's why I think Venom being perfect. Venom, you bring Carnage, you got Toxin. There's so many other Spider-Man, like not just Spider-Man, other characters they could bring in for that. You also, like, I'm not going to say... Yo, you can just do a Carnage, bro. You actually can still... Carnage is still technically out there. You have Toxin out there, too. So you can bring them in as far as the actual Sony universe and blend it in. And this Disney, hey, come on under my wing a little bit and make this thing work. I just want to see Andrew Garfield, Tom Hardy on the same screen. I, that's what I want to see. You, you know something? Uh, I do think of all the Spider-Men that we have yeah. available, Yes, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man... It makes the most sense, absolutely, for him to have the Venom symbiote. Especially, Cardell, to your point, what he said in No Way Home about him—he stopped holding back. And remember, Peter. Well, um, let me let me not say Peter. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. That universe is five years ahead of where we are. Yes, because of the blip. Yep. Right, they're five years ahead. Right, so there is enough time for the Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield to get the Venom symbiote, 
go through that whole ordeal and then still come out on the other end five years later and meet Tom Holland Spider-Man. And a reason why I say that he's the perfect fit is, like he said, he got rageful. This is this is a Peter who lost Uncle Ben, Captain Stacy, and Gwen Stacy. If there's any of those Peters that we have available who hits fuck it mode, mm-hmm. it's him. Do y'all think time matters anymore? Not, not to mention Peter's never had his parents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good point, Prince. Good point, Cardo. But does time matter anymore with the blimp? Like when everything is happening, as far as like people just popping in here, popping in there, because you're bringing back Spider-Man. Like even like they had a cameo of the original Spider-Man cartoon in this. Like does time matter? Like could you just literally pop out right now and everybody's on the same timeline? It. I don't. I don't think it matters anymore because yeah. because of the multiverse, because of and because of all the going in and out of multiverses, right? Like because who's to say that if I let's say all of us are in a different multiverse right mm-hmm. in my multiverse it's june 8th at 804 if i jump into your universe who's to say that it's on the same day at the same time so my thing about that with andrew garfield and everything like else, like but... are they are they all linear are they all just running parallel to one another as far as like time goes who knows i'd say know. no because if you look at uh like the vulture that they had in the beginning of this movie yes Right, he's mm-hmm. like Leonardo da Vinci times, mm-hmm. right? Which would be way before the current era that one that we're dealing with now. So, right, hear me out, hear me out, y'all. This might sound crazy when I say this. Live action, the conclusion of the next Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man movie, not Amazing Spider-Man, but Spider-Verse movie. You have all the Spider-Mans there, every single one of them in live action form. But in a different suit. You have Tom Holland where he is now. You have Miles. You have Andrew. He can be in a Venom symbiote, whatever it may be. Or he can be the actual main villain swimming in the background doing, like you said, terrorizing everything. But how, like, that would be freaking incredible to have all of them live action with different suits. At the conclusion of this actual trilogy, it tops everything, bro. I'm sorry. Now, I don't care what the rest of the story is. It will top every trilogy there is. But and and that's and that's my thing, right? Like again, remember Sony and Marvel. Remember they're not together, even yes. though they're in collaboration with a lot of this stuff. Sony is they still own the rights to Spider Man. That's yeah. why they're still making Venom movies. They're still mm-hmm. making Craven movies. They attempted to make a Morbius movie and failed miserably. But Yo, yeah, like, that. I'm just saying, just saying, I throw it out there. But but I say all that to say they still have the option of saying, hey, we can still use Andrew Garfield. And just make a Spider-Man in a completely different universe, and we don't have to explain anything because Disney over here is doing an MCU that has a multiverse. Sony just did an animated multiverse Mm -hmm. that's going into live-action multiverse. So we've got Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Miles Morales in development. We've already had Toby, which is now canon to this Spider-Verse. Yes. So we can, again, they're sending the message out there. Guys, we can do whatever the hell we want, and it all makes sense because we can just make it make sense now. Yo, that's... but but uh, but again, not in like a not in a cheesy way, just like oh, you know, mm-hmm. this person keeps coming back from the dead kind of thing. It's just like no, no, no. There's there's like clear explanations of what this multiverse is, how it works, and like why we have all these different versions of people. Oh, it's yeah. well played, well played. We've got oh, infinite yeah. possibilities, which I think part of what 
I'm going a little broader here, but I th- also think part of why Marvel decided to open up the multiverse is if uh, if they fucked up on these next couple of phases and they decide, yo, we need to throw a Hail Mary, we can go ahead and bring Tony back from another universe and just... That's a great, great point. That's a freaking yeah. great point. But it started making me feel like the only person that gave up on that was stupid in this whole thing was the fans. We just jumped the gun and thought that they fell off the cliff. Um, yep. Shout out to Nigel, but Nigel was saying, oh, they fell off, they fell off, they fell off. He says all the time, they fall off. But if you actually look at the breadcrumb that they have led, it's all been a slow roast. Like, just picture this right here. Like, picture having Moon Knight and then a live-action 2099 Oscar Isaac Spider-Man. Like, just imagine this entire universe. I'm just saying, this is the universe of the MCU and what, I mean, they are doing. It's so many great actors playing these characters. It's not just a random person. It's animation. Oh, well. No, they made sure they got legit actors to play these parts so they can go both realms. So what y'all rating? Yeah, I mean, it, it, if, I mean, if they want to, I, I, think, I think the only person who's going to make it to a live action yeah. from the Spider-Verse stuff is going to be Miles. Okay. And I only say that because we already have two people that are big characters that are already playing other MCU characters. Oscar Isaac is already playing Moon Knight, and Haley Steinfeld is already playing Kate Bishop. That's right. Cool. So, like, if you, to your point, Cardo, I, I do think that's one of my favorite theories about how this all ends is that he glitches out and goes to like live action, but then he's just firm, like he's the Spider Verse is in the past now. Like, I don't think he'll be doing any more multiverse travel after that unless of course they want to include him in like secret wars which i think is also on the table as well too what if he brings back uh what if he brings back prowler miles and leaves him with his mom and then he goes to live action so we can still get another another miles spider-verse and we can still get live action Mm, that that's a good theory i I don't. I don't think Prowler Miles makes it off of Earth forty two though. <laughs> Fair. I don't. I don't. I think he's he's way he's way too broken. It's like it would be like given is like a, a Captain and a Winter Soldier or um, Captain America and a Winter Soldier. Um, when they were like, oh, well, who's gonna get the shield? Is it gonna be Sam or Bucky? It's like Bucky's got Bucky's way gone. too much blood on yes. his hands to to hold that shield. Yeah. There no, is no, 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 no. He just for the fans. We are not. We are historians. We also know there's a comic of Winter Soldier being Captain. We understand that. Yes. But the way the world that. is now and society, how things are going, Mm-mm. there was no way they were giving Bucky that shield <laughs> to move <laughs> forward. <laughs> that was not <laughs> happening. I am <laughs> sorry to let that right now not happen. That is made just for comic books. It's not going to happen in the real world right now. I don't care how long he was brainwashed. The man yes. was, a, was an assassin for what? the Kremlin for like... 70 years, bro. MCU's not stupid. They like making money, but they're, they're not, not going to yeah. They're not gonna do that. Nah. They're not going to do that. So what's your why, favorite? Why don't you just make Frank Castle U.S. agent if you're going to do that shit? Bro. You know what I mean? Bro. Make like, that's, that's, what, that's what we're arguing here. <laughs> that's what we need to see again. That's what I need to see again. I need to see Frank Castle. I need to see Frank Castle rated R. Bro, there's so well, We will be... At, I don't want to get too off topic, but Cardo, we we are getting more Punisher, so it's just, you know, yes. So we're gonna get more Punisher. Wrap us up pretty soon. Um, what would you say your favorite animation film was prior to this one? Because I feel like this one is taking over. So, and what would your score be of this of five? What are you giving this? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carter, look at your brother. Look at him. Look at him steaming. You want to say Red Hood so bad? You want to say something? He can't say it. He can't. <laughs> say it for people. I hate you so much. Why did you spoil that for the fans, man? They wanted to hear my thoughts. They they know you. If they watch any of our pod, they know if anybody's a Batman believer, it is you. Which one's better? Well, um, aside from Under the Red Hood, thanks to Ron, um, the Justice League Apocalypse War says hello also. That's a huge one. Fans, if you guys have not seen Justice League Apocalypse War, um, do yourself a favor. Go watch it. It's on Max. You can watch it. It's without giving anything away. It was the route it's the closest thing we're ever going to get to Snyderverse. if yep. you guys wanted to see Snyderverse, go watch that you'll understand what Zack snyder was building up towards i think that honestly it's kind of fucking brilliant but it's neither here nor there it's we're done um i mean this has to be among the top this is easily mm-mm, top three mm-mm, mm-mm, it's mm-mm. easily we're not doing three. that today we don't which one's number one well, I don't know. I've only seen it once, man. Sometimes when you guys I've only seen it once. Time, but I mean, it is. but as as far as as far as execution, yes, this one's second to none, man. As far as just like as far as just like Carter was saying, the soundtrack, how they did the animation, how like little things, how they're changing the colors with the mood, the storytelling. I mean, taking all these characters from all these different universes, weaving them in in a way that didn't feel. Like, you didn't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, I felt more overwhelmed watching Amazing Spider-Man 2 with all the villains they had because it, it just felt like a clusterfuck. But this one had tenfold as many characters, and none of them felt like they were still in screen time from one another. None of them felt like they were stepping on each other's toes. Like, it all it, it all just fit together so perfectly Quick like question. a puzzle. What's up, Did it feel like almost a two-and-a-half-hour movie, y'all? No. Not to me. Flew by. I'm not, yeah, it kind of did. It kind of, but that's just me. I got a bad back. <laughs> so I feel so yeah, you're, you're washed. <laughs> but, um, I enjoyed the movie. Like, for me, I wasn't even, I didn't look at my watch. I wasn't really concerned with the time. I was, like, just invested in enjoying the, the film. And I didn't even really realize how much time had passed when I got done the movie, so... Answer the question, bro. This is the favorite best anime for you. What's the ranking? Best anime? Well, not anime. Animation. Um, animation first movie? First comic books, yes. Those first comic books. All right. Yes. So that takes out Akira. All right. Um, Akira. Go ahead. Honestly, there's going to be... Mm. All right. There's going to be... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was an asshole, man. He is. Uh, there's going to be... I would... There's going to be discussion with Apocalypse War. That's going to be up there for me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm never going to get enough of, of Batman fucking Superman up the way he did. Um, okay. So That's a fact. I forgot about that one. Yeah. forgot about that. The Killing Joke is on there. Gotcha. Oh, Batman, has a, Batman has a lot of good animated movies. I don't want to hear your yeah. list. I want to hear the answer. Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't... I can't put it number one off of one watch. Okay. Like of all my intimate movies all the time. Okay. But I would say 
because my Batman ones change so often. Right now, I'll probably go with uh, was that Batman vs Superman, or he did, or was that, no, Batman, that was, um, Batman Returns, Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Returns Part Two. Okay, yeah, Dark Knight Returns Part Two. At the moment, but that could change the next time I watch Hush or something. So, so what do if, you... if for nothing else, just the speech that Batman gives Superman as he's beating the ever loving dog shot of him. So, what are you ranking this movie between zero and five? I'll give you out of ten. Um, it's got it's got to be like a nine six at least. So you're saying right? Okay, got you nine six. That's solid. It's it's. Bro, like I, I was so like when I walked out of the theater, the first thing yeah. I did was text y'all. I was just like, yo. Yes. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Yo. This shit's incredible. Bro. Like, please just please go see it so I can I can talk to you. I'm like busting at the seams here. I can't I can't <laughs> I, 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 I gotta like, talk about this with someone. My biggest gripe with the movie was mm-hmm. Cliffhanger. That's the beautiful Cliffhanger. I That's loved it. I, no, was great. I was just, I was just tight, and it was over. I was like, "Oh, y'all ain't <laughs> right here." Okay. So, what you got for rating? Oh, like a, probably like a nine five. All right. So you tell me nine five. You tell me nine six. But you telling me that? What's yours? What's yours? This is like this is probably the closest thing to a ten. So I'm saying nine eight. This is the closest thing to Ooh. a ten for me. I just and I, I reserved a lot. I, I love reserved. I love hush. Y'all know I love Hush. I, yeah. I will argue mm-hmm. Hush is like flip a coin between those two. I got you, but I may have to pick this one over Hush. Um, as far as the completion and the potential, which you also potential should not really matter if it's actually focused on just one film. But this is like one of the few times where I'm like, I can actually watch a trilogy in animation. Like that's unheard yeah. of. And really, when you think about it, normally it's like one offs. So, but to go back to what y'all just said, so you're telling me Under Red Hood is higher than Nine Six. I didn't say that. But you, which one are you? Which, are you saying that? Which one are you saying is above nine six for DC? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Apocalypse. I don't know. I might, I'll put Apocalypse War up there. Apocalypse War is up I'm, there. I mean, it Apocalypse <laughs> War is is it is up there. Fans, up there. Please go watch Apocalypse War and then go rewatch Spider Verse and tell me which one's better. That's what we should do. We do a poll for that. I mean, they're they're. they're what between Apocalypse War and yes, because they gotta watch Spider-verse. it. They gotta appreciate that film too. Apocalypse War. Well, first off, first off, those are two completely different movies about so literally what? opposing camps. So what? Just watch the film. Be objective about it. You actually enjoy it or you don't enjoy it. That's what we do yeah, with the whole thing. You can't just say, "Oh, it's category A, category B." It's animation and comics. Enjoy it. Well, enjoy not everyone it. likes the same type of animation. Like if I tell you, well, Gosh. like you might enjoy Hello Kitty, but I'm not gonna enjoy it if I go watch it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do that? <laughs> not not you in particular, but just you know. <laughs> hey man, I never know, man, when you and Durant are talking to each other. You know what I mean? Ooh, listen. I never know. Oh man, this is uh y'all some awesome wild stuff right now. I love So this. let me ask y'all one more quick question before we get out of here. What's good? <clears throat> as good as these first two films were, what are you guys most excited about for either Beyond the Spider-Verse or any other potential uh, projects that this could lead into, whether it's Secret Wars, you know, live action Miles Morales film, like what's what what has you most excited about this film? Go ahead, I'll, I'll start off. Uh, so the way they've been exploring the multiverse is both with the MCU and with the Spider Verse. 
I don't think they have any intentions of closing up access to people being able to jump between universes anytime soon. So I think I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to incorporate that to kind of cross paths with different characters. I think that is mm-hmm. going to be used a lot, as we mentioned earlier, to try to cross it maybe into live action Miles, maybe into Young Avengers, um, uh, Secret Wars. So I think they got a lot of opportunities to really try to utilize them. And then I would really like to see, honestly, I'd, I think I'd be curious to see if they, because uh, I don't think they're going to stop at Miles. Sony, not at least, they have to keep making Spider-Man movies if they want to keep the ownership. So I think they might try to eventually introduce other live action versions like um, Gwen and others. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to go too long with it. This is just going to be one answer. We're not going to talk for half an hour when I say this, okay? I am actually looking forward to X-Men 97 because of the next film. Because of you look at how they are doing this. And we are talking potentially them jumping from animation to live action. They announced X-Men 97 coming back out. They did that on purpose. This is the MCU. They are supposed to stop you real quick. I'm gonna stop it real quick because because you are you are really talking that talk. Right I'm just now. saying. Think about the how they do things, bro. Think about how they do things, bro. Like if they gonna do it this like this, far as the animation, we're saying potentially popping out to be live action. It's showing flashbacks and movies of live action movies. Then you told me Deadpool and Wolverine's coming out. You're bringing back Hugh Jackman for a reason. You bring up X Men '97. That means you still have X Men First Class. You still have all these other characters we can use. And then you tell me the entire library is open, and then we can potentially move into actual live action of X Men. That's what I'm looking forward to, bro. Yeah, you. You know what? I I can't believe I hadn't thought about that, and I yeah. haven't seen anyone else think about that. I completely forgot about the animated X Men series coming back, and like, oh man, I, I have no idea if they're actually planning to do this. But just, honestly, as as good as these animated Spider Man movies have been, bro. Marvel, bro, come on, Sonny come on, with it. stop playing and give us X Men. You mentioned we, we want. You mentioned Miles ending. You mentioned that. I get it. You end with Miles being live action with Tom Harden. And you want I said Tom Hardy. Yeah, I'm bringing back Venom. But if you want to move on to another similar movie trilogy, you start with X Men '97. You can do whatever you want, but you have endless possibilities, and it can go on and do whatever, and it's going to work because we all see how it works now with Spider Man. So you know it's going to work, X Men. That that is a that might be my favorite theory out there right now. Oh, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. I have to. I don't like giving you credit a lot, but it's all good. Appreciate you, though, man. I'll be fa- I'll be fair today. I'll be fair today. That's <laughs> that's a that's a good take. You you really came to pod today, bro. I'm telling you, man. I've been thinking this all day. Yo, I, I've been thinking about this. I got to I got to I got to give you kudos for that because I'm starting to think, and there's so many like also just like Spider Man X Men mashups over the years. Mm-hmm. Spider Man Wolverine, hell, hell Spider Man fighting Juggernaut. It's hilarious. Just think of the state of New York City. Just think about this. We can go deeper in this. Don't want to go pop for two hours, but think about this. Okay, we can talk about the potential next. The state of New York City. You have Daredevil coming back. Okay, Hell's Kitchen itself. You have X-Men. You have Spider-Man. We have all these things happening. On top of that, we sprinkle a little Fantastic Four. We don't know what's going to happen. These are all things happening now. And they changed New World Order for Falcon now to Brave New World. 
Now, New World. And, <clears throat> it's ah, it's all right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw, throw another I'm gonna throw another bomb on y'all right now. Okay, so we know Captain America four, like you said, is Brave New World. Yes. It's ushering in the whole Marvel Comics iteration of the Dark Reign, right? Where Thunderbolt Ross is president. Uh, we ha- we're going to have the Thunderbolts movie, right? Of course, they're, they're kind of like the Dark Avengers. <clears throat> Secret Invasion is coming out this month. If anyone knows about the comics, okay, how I'm going to paraphrase here a little bit. The ending of the Secret Invasion comic book run ends with the leader scroll or super scroll, if you will, being defeated. Mm-hmm. Who takes credit and who or who gets the credit? For killing the the Super Scroll, tell the fans, bro. Tell the fans. A, a one Norman Osborn. I'm just saying it all makes. I'm sense. just saying. It I'm not saying that he's going to be in Secret Evasion, but I'm saying where they're going with the state of the MCU right now. Everything's in disarray. There's multiverse. There's there's no order. Mm-hmm. So you have people like Thunderbolt Ross. Um, the new CIA director, Val, all these nefarious people, the scrolls, you throw them into mm-hmm. it. They're all trying to seize power, that- right? What better way if we're going to continue expanding on, you know, the Spider-Verse, X-Men, Fantastic Four. I mean, again, none of this stuff that we're talking about is off limits. I mean, they have completely opened Pandora's box with this whole multiverse thing. You mentioned... Thing- Cool. I got one thing. You mentioning Norman Osborn makes me uh, just think back and see if I can try to figure out who bought Avengers Tower. They did say someone bought it. But we have yet to hear who, as far as I know. It's it's either, I mean, it, it's, it has to be either Oscorp or the Baxter building. There are no other options. Think about that. And we're talking about a multiverse. Why can't it both happen? See the run stop, man. Okay. Now that yeah. can both happen. Not gonna both happen. One of my favorite comic books of all time is Civil War II. Civil War II, people don't realize how great a book that was. That's why the Marvels are so important. And you mentioned how Iron Man being glitched back. That's gonna have to happen. It's gonna have to happen. And Miles Morales plays such a big part in Civil War II. It's that is their bread and butter when it's all said and done. Like if you have not seen the comic when Miles has a shield raised up, mentioning the scrolls and everybody else, and everybody's like, yo, what the hell is going on? Civil War Two, when things get crazy, they plan with us, bro. Like you know, like they literally like they had a little. They plan. are. They, they really this, are. They had this plan. There's no way that people are. They are massive comic book fans like you and I, like all of us are. And you have all of them in the same room, and you tell us we're in the same room for a whole for months at a time, planning out a ten year process. You think they didn't think about? Oh yeah, let's do this. Let's slow roast it right now. I just. And to that point, I just feel like such a hater because yeah, we were we after Ant Man Quantum Mania, we were we were so down on Marvel we stock. Were. Kevin Feige is sitting somewhere with a cigar in his mouth, like you dummies. I, y'all really thought that y'all what, who do y'all know who the fuck I am? Bro, you just mentioned Ant Man. We don't know. I'm sorry, glasses off for this one. We still don't know if Ant Man is in the right universe yet. We don't know. Yeah, we no don't. Because the ice cream man did not know who that man was. We don't know this. On top of this, you want to talk about multiverse stuff? The kid, the dude that played um the Indian um Spider-Man in this one was the guy, the taxi driver from Deadpool. 
the same voiceover guy. That's him. I can't think of his name right oh, now. Yeah, that was him. Oh, wow. You talking about? Yeah. You talking about like sharing the wealth, sharing the pie? They stay within their circle. You like in like in house promotion? That's what they do. You tell me. I, I mean, pop- Daniel Kaluuya was was Spider Punk. He was in Black Panther. Bro, yeah, they know, yeah, they know what they doing, man. Like they know. What yeah, they do. We have a pie yeah, for the do. future. Like honestly, this. honestly, shame on us. Shame on us. Uh, Kevin Feige, I, I think I speak for the pod here when I say we apologize. We overreacted. All right, we, you know, we thought y'all stumbled. Clearly. You did not. Okay, we are we're back on the wagon. All right, they play us fuck up. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, I'm just again. We could talk about this for hours upon hours. Just all the the I'm gonna call these fringe theories that we just kind of discussed the last ten or fifteen minutes. I like it. None of none of them are off the table, man. None of them are off the table. All of this is possible, and it just makes me so excited that we're going to get Beyond the Spider-Verse next year, and I'm glad that they did it like back-to-back, the same way they did like Infinity War and Endgame. Because, bro, the the anticipation for Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to be at an all-time high. Yeah, I have a concern. The difference between Infinity War and Endgame and this is they they uh, filmed Infinity War and Endgame like, at the same time. You don't think they ain't talking well, to each other, bro? They knew they doing. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're definitely working on Beyond the Spider Verse because I mean, animation. You know how much work that takes. Like they can't, yeah. they could, they wouldn't be starting from scratch right now. Um, they've already been working on it. No, they've been working on it, but it's not done yet. You know? Yeah, because um, okay. uh, I think the girl that plays Gwen, I don't think she's recorded any of her lines for the next one yet. Oh, Haley Steinfeld? Yeah. Bro, we don't know. Yeah. Marvel is on some secret stuff. Y'all seen earlier, like, you want to watch a little bit of Secret Evasion? They actually had a code at the bottom. Like, they, they're they doing some stuff that we've never seen from marketing-wise. We will never know the you know what? truth. I don't, even, I, don't even want the, I don't even want the early couple of minutes of Secret Evasion. Yeah. I, I just I need the whole thing. But I'm just saying, just, marketing-wise, right. think about that. You got it. That's what Marvel's doing. Like, you want to talk mm-hmm. about, like, brainstorming. Like, it's just the passion behind the chess moves is what I enjoy so much about this. But fans, yeah. please, please write down your theories, write how you felt about the movie. Just let us know everything in general, because we have some more stuff going on that we want to talk about. Yeah, we will definitely be back uh, next week because Flash is coming out next Friday. So we will definitely be back to talk spoilers on that. Super excited about that. Secret Invasion coming out this month. Um, yeah. I know Deron and I will definitely be back to talk Thrones with you guys um, as well too. So mm-hmm. don't forget to like, subscribe, so you guys don't miss anything. Again, we're on Instagram at New Block Nerds Podcast. I've been Prince Deron. It's a pleasure as always, Cardell. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you, Ugly. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs>